Welcome back to another episode of Benjamin Talk Shit. And I am so excited. Today's guest is a friend of mine who I actually don't even remember. How did we meet? I think maybe through social media and we just became friends, which is one of the pros of social media. And our guest today is Tylan Wen, who is an amazing creative in the beauty and fashion industry, an entrepreneur, a mom, and she just wears all the hats, literally and figuratively. And just tell us about yourself. I always love to pass the mic on to people to let them share with our audience who they are and what they're up to. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Tylan. Hi. Everybody, Desiree, first off, you're incredible. And I love everything you do with Benchin. It's profound. Thank you so much. It's major and it's literally going <laughs> to freaking take over the world. But, and and Tylan is someone who has done Benchin and she dives all the way in. And it's really inspiring to see that there's some magic to Benchin, but it is really what you put in is what you get out. Absolutely. And it's such an amazing equation to see in real time. Absolutely. So I am Thailand Wynn. First off, I'm a human because I feel like when you put, and my cat will probably be in the background, that's Eros. When you make yourself your job, I think it kind of takes away your value because you're valuable regardless. So I am a human. I love that. I love that. For the work that I do, I'm a fashion and beauty creative. I work in like the high luxury space and I have three children and they're top priority for me. So I'm just grateful that I'm able to have the job I have while also being a full-time mom. So I'm a creative and I make beautiful pictures and I consult really great brands and I kind of made it my job. I just started figuring out social media and I've been modeling since I was 17. I ran track full scholarship. So I have an athletic mind, at least what I've learned, especially over this last year, you and I did your mastery course. Well, I took your mastery course and, you know, over this last year, I feel like I've really tapped into my athletic side because there's so much pressure when it comes to being an athlete. Um, I ran track full scholarship in college. I went to the university of Rhode Island and I was a high jumper and the pressure you feel going into a track meet, you're just like, ah, oh, you know, let's go. Like, you got to do this. There's obstacles or this girl's got a faster time than you, but I still want to win today. So you put in that work and you mm-hmm. you get better every day and, you know, you get to the track meet and then the work will speak for itself. But this last year, I, I've really grown as a woman, thanks to Benchin, because I didn't really know what I wanted to do this year. I knew I wanted to continue doing my work, but there was just like a lot of like push and pull. So the universe brought me to you and I feel, yeah, I've taken on that athletic mind frame. I've taken on the the space of there's hard stuff. You train for it, you get ready for it. And then you just show up because you're prepared. I have goosebumps right now. I have goosebumps because it's so true. A lot of people who inspire me are athletes and because so much of what we do in life is mindset and you have been a great example and inspiration to me as well. I mean, you kind of came at your whole, your, you just took the lid off of your life and just changed everything and, and really quickly. And it was so inspiring to see. And we've had 
lots of conversations one-on-one, in person, on the phone, texting, whatever, and just seeing how he really did channel that athlete's mind. And and I actually didn't remember or know that you were a track runner. And it makes so much sense because everything when it comes to changing our lives really boils down to changing our mindset and training our mind in a certain way. So I love what you said at first about being human, because when we put these labels on ourselves, it starts to change our values. So working in, how many years have you been working in social media for? Um, Social media now, I've been in it for seven years. And with everything that you have going on, how did you create a relationship with it where, I mean, I think a lot of people can struggle with their relationship with social media. And how did you create a space where you could not only have a relationship with it, where you have a successful career using social media, but also to maintain a positive mindset while using it? You know, it's funny because when I first started in social media, there'd always be things that popped up in my mind, right? Like I would be thinking about what other people think of me. I'd be thinking about, wow, like I'm really putting myself out there. I'm really sharing my life. But every time those thoughts would come up, for some reason, intuitively, I'd be like, I have to push through this wall. So the fear of being seen, the fear of of what other people are going to say, you know, at the time, my the my previous partner I had, you know, he would not really understand it or tell me to get off of it or, you know, I'm spending too much time, but I was learning. And so every time resistance came, I literally being an athlete was like, no, I'm going to push through this. I'm going to call my dad. I'm going to call my brother. I'm going to call my best friend. I'm going to talk this out because I don't know why this resistance is coming. And if you are a runner or you are an athlete, you know, if you're training to get better, there's always going to be resistance in your body. You're going to want to stop. You're going to want to make an excuse. You're going to want to cry and, you know, get mad at your coach or whatever. You know, you're growing, you're, you're, you're creating, you're becoming. And intuitively, I pushed through that because, you know, I really believed in myself. And I think life experience just kind of shows up in places when you don't expect it to. And my life experience showed up when I was afraid of what I was pursuing. And I feel like I really never not believed in myself. So I guess you really have to believe in what you're doing, regardless of the resistance that comes up. That's such a powerful segue into... You know, I think that a lot of people, myself included, I've had to work through fears and doubts. What are people going to think? What are they going to say? And ultimately, at the end of the day, it's not even about any of that. It's really just about, okay, here's me and here's this wall. And that's all that matters is how am I going to move through this wall? That's right. How am I going to conquer this fear? Which is why I love that you just said that, because I know a lot of people will probably feel inspired from that because so many people, so many of us, myself included, I'm sure that everybody in the world struggles with the fear of rejection or fear of failure. One of my best friends, uh, He lives in LA, an old friend of mine. And he and I, we always, I love talking to him and picking his brain about work. And he said the same thing as you because he was like, you need to create video content, this and that. And I get so nervous. You know me in front of the camera live. I'm like, let's go, bitches. Let's talk about everything, you know? 
But when I have to do pre-recorded content, I'm just, I get, I freeze. I'm like, what are people going to think about this? Whatever. And all those thoughts come up, even being a content creator for so many years and a teacher and a public speaker. And he said, he just goes, stop creating walls for yourself. But there's already so many walls. He's like, stop creating more. Yeah. And you're only going to get better by doing it more. And the thing for me over these past seven years is I've only gotten better and it's only gotten more succinct for me, which there's a thing where you start to get paid more money because you are efficient because you've done the work to get really good at something. And so there's this correlation between if you keep doing it, you keep practicing again, back to being an athlete, you keep doing, you keep practicing, you keep honing, you keep creating excellence for yourself. You keep creating these moments of breakthrough for yourself. Eventually things get easier. You become more comfortable and then you're a diamond. You're a needle in a haystack because you've put this work in. You've put this energy into honing yourself and becoming excellent. I don't know any great person who's not gone through moments of doubt, moments of fear, moments of rejection, moments of self-sabotage. But the difference is, is that the people who are successful literally pushed through and decided, yeah, I had a bad day yesterday. Great. Today, I'm going to do better. Today, I'm going to try something different. Today, I'm going to hone in on my craft. You can't let the outside energies that you're afraid of, because we all have personal resistance, right? However, we were raised, maybe whoever we married. Um, it's different for each of us. Different for each it's of us. So different. Like, like what you might have no resistance to, I might have resistance to, or the opposite, you know, and it's all different. And that's where it's cool to hear your perspective of like, this is the challenge that you're here to face and conquer. But then that's also the important part about who you surround yourself with, because who you surround yourself with is going to sharpen you. Iron sharpens iron. Ooh. And a lot of times people get scared when they're like, oh, my friend is actually triggering me. No, let them trigger you because they love you. Mm. Let them be there, show up for you and push you because that's not their trigger. That's your trigger. Mm -hmm. And they're not doing it to hurt you, which is also why don't take everything personal. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own healing journey too. So who you surround yourself with. I was watching video or maybe I was reading uh, everything's mixed at this point. Watch, read, listen, but something about success and about how this was that mouth. I didn't make it up. 95% of your success is based on the people you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Our partners we choose, right? Yeah. Your partners can either drain you or they can sharpen you. And you have to be very aware of like what you want from people, what you won't stand for with people. I think that goes into every part of your life because literally we have one life, just one. And for me, like the thing I've been thinking about lately is like, I don't want to be on my deathbed being like, oh, I wish I would have. Mm -hmm. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. And I think that... In the moment when we in it, it can feel like I don't want to leave, or I don't want to do this, or I don't want to change this job, or I don't want to, I'm not going to find anything better, or like I like my friends, even though they're in the moment, we might go, why I don't feel like they value me or my time or my energy. And we just get so comfortable in the discomfort. We're almost more comfortable in discomfort than experiencing what being actually uncomfortable 
doing something different, making a change and pushing through that, which leads me to a question. Is there anything that you have maybe a story with like work or something or an example of something that scared you, like a challenging moment that you pushed through, like maybe a job opportunity that, you know, or something that you were just kind of like, and you challenged that, uh, you channeled that athlete's mind and what was on the other side of it? There's so, so many. Mm -hmm. I think when I first started working in social media, there were a lot of women I looked up to and I really wanted to make a good impression for myself. And I was a people pleaser. You know, I would say yes to everything and I would take on jobs I really didn't like and I would bend over backwards for a lot of people. And the resistance I had to work through was what's meant for me is going to be here. What's meant for me is coming to me. Mm -hmm. That challenge of letting stuff go, of sitting in the fear of what's coming next or, you know, how am I going to do X, Y, Z? That's where the athlete's mind comes in. Go to work, <laughs> go work out, go and hone your craft, go take more pictures, go fi- figure out what your style is, go and, you know, hang out with your kids because they're so inspiring to you. Go to a museum, figure out what you love. When you go to a new city, you know, hang out with a new person, DM someone to go who you are inspired by, ask them to coffee. My thing is, I have such great relationships now. Because I love learning about people. I love learning about what they know. I love asking questions and and seeing where, you know, we can understand each other better and add to each other. The resistance for me has always been the fear of being seen, the fear Mm -hmm. of being too much. You know, I'm six feet tall, I'm black and I'm white. You know, Mm -hmm. I've got this very American heritage. My mom's from South Dakota. My dad's from South Carolina. My mom is German and Swiss. My dad is Cherokee Indian and black. There's all these different things going on in me. I'm so creative. I'm a manifesting generator. My energy is big. I love intensely, like I will give and give and give, and that can be a downfall. So Mm -hmm. anything else that I said can be a downfall except for being an overgiver. Mm -hmm. But the thing that that I realized about myself with those resisting moments was when I took a beat and I allowed myself to be in my body. I got the answer. Mm. I got the download. Mm -hmm. I got the intuition sharpened. And that really has helped me completely along the way. And I feel like all my ancestors are always around me too. So I love that. One thing that a lot of people can relate to is the fear of being too much. And so sometimes we do that. We become people pleasers in order to make ourselves smaller. It's like we try to fit into this box that other people or we think other people want us to fit into. And something I learned this year, the last year, maybe two years, was if I make myself smaller to fit in that box, I'm not going to like the other people in that box because it doesn't match who I am. And I'm going to waste so much energy being that small version of myself when that big version of myself is so fun and she's so wild and crazy and weird and freaky, you know, and like all this stuff. And it brings me so much more joy and excitement to be that quote unquote too much version of myself because then I attract people in my life that mirror that in the best way possible. 
we have so much fun and we actually resonate with each other versus the other side where I would go to situations where I was like, I'm not interested here. This is not stimulating me. And I was like, wow, because I made myself try to fit into that, you know? Absolutely. And you said something about mirroring. You know, I Mm -hmm. think that everything that comes into our life is a direct reflection of who we are and what we think we deserve. And when you take a step back, helicopter over your situation, you can literally see where you have to sharpen yourself because your happiness, your lifestyle, the things that come into you are happening inside of you before they happen outside of you. So I love this word you use, sharpen, sharpen yourself, because, and it really is that. And one of the things I really want to touch upon because this is so important is what you said about value and and creating, like you put in the work. And a lot of us forget that, yes, we are all inherently worthy. We were born worthy. We are worthy just because we exist. Because we exist, we are worthy. And it's like worth and value are different things. We're all inherently worthy. And then we can increase our value by sharpening ourselves, by putting in the work, by learning more, by growing more, by practicing more. And I love that you gave all those examples because it's like, if if I feel insecure, I'm like, okay, let me go learn some more. Let me go read some more. Let me go. And then I'll find inspiration in that as well. So I love that because I think a lot of times people forget that money, for example, as you said, you're about, you put more work in and inspiration in and learning in, your price increases. You put the practice in, your value increases because Kate Northrup in her book, Money Love Story, money is a value exchange system, right? So you embody that entirely. So what was there a moment that you had to learn that lesson where you were kind of like, wow, I am growing and now it's time to charge more or now I'm growing and it's time to value myself more, maybe. For sure. I also have a really great team around me Mm -hmm. that when you have a team who also sees your value or sees your ability to create, sees your ability to bring something to the table, they are going to push that for you as well. Getting comfortable talking about money is very important. Knowing that once you've reached a certain level and let's say, let's say I have a job, right? And the job is like, hey, we actually need this done by the end of the week. That's going to be more because of them knowing how fast I can do something and how much quality is going to be there. But that getting fast took so much time to get there that the reason why my price now has gone up is because of my efficiency with the level of quality that I put out in my content. So I think I answered your question, but it's really just about knowing your worth, honoring yourself and being aware of when it's time to take the leap. Because sometimes we get stuck in this, okay, well, if I ask for my rate to be higher, then are they not going to work with me anymore? Mm -hmm. That's not for you to worry about because you can't control the other thing. But if you steady increase your value, then you know that what's coming to you, wherever the universe is going to move it, is going to be times better than what you let go. A hundred percent. And 
I've personally struggled with this too. And I've learned so much and I've come such a long way in terms of charging and value. And one of the biggest things is like you, maybe it's the manifesting generators and that's where like we see things, you know, 10 steps ahead, be very efficient and fast. And I'm sure people who are not a manifesting generator are also efficient and fast. But I think that for me, something I learned along the way is quality and efficacy and integrity are irreplaceable. And they're things that people feel from you. Because it's kind of you you vibrate it. Once you you have integrity, you have clear communication, you can honor your word, that increases your value as well. And I love what you said about it's not your business if when you raise your price or you call in more experiences of that match this level of you. I remember for me, it used to have this fear of, oh, what if these people don't work with me? And now I'm like, great. Because then they're kind of matching that old level, which it's like, maybe I didn't value myself enough. And then maybe they're not going to pay me on time or whatever it is. So it's like when things, when I start to level up, and this is not just about money or work, it's with everything in life. When we start to level up, relationships, friendships, careers, things just start to fall away. And a lot of people, myself included, can feel the weight of that. And it's something you learn that that's just part of life, right? Like it's like things just naturally do their thing, you know? It's the duality of life, right? Like I think mm-hmm. duality is so important to recognize that like you can have something incredibly exciting happening in your life and you can also have something incredibly hard to work through in your life. And those moments where you have to just like surrender and let everything kind of fall into place actually is really like freeing because you don't really have to worry how it's going to work out. You just have to make the right steps for yourself and no regrets too, right? Like, let's say you make a mistake and you're like, oh, I got to go back and fix that. And that other person or that experience doesn't give it back to you. So what? You course corrected and now the universe is going to bring you something great because you had the accountability, because you had the wherewithal to say, this is not right. I did something wrong. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. And also Mm -hmm. things come back and then you have the opportunity to say yes or no. I love that because it's so important what you just said about, you know, you do what you can do. You can only control you. If you have an instinct to, I'm thinking about something that happened recently where I owed someone an apology and it was just, you know, an, an error I made and, and I apologize. And I said, I'm listen, I want to just take responsibility for this. This was my fault and I apologize. And I was so ready for this person to be like, I'm so sorry too. This is my, and they were just kind of like, great. I was like, Nice. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And it wasn't the... It wasn't the response you wanted. It wasn't the response I was looking for. And I walked away from that situation and I just closed my eyes. I was in the Uber and I said, but I feel complete. I did what I needed to do in order to feel good in myself. And if people can't acknowledge that or recognize that, it's not my business. And all I can do is show up and be the best version of myself that I can be. And then the things that are not meant for me are just going to continue to fall away. Rejection is protection. What's meant for me will never pass me by, just like you said before. Rejection is redirection. And protection. hundred percent. I remember when I first heard of that, I was like, Hmm? Now it's like when things don't work out, the first thing I say is, thank God. I don't want to know why that didn't work out. 
Yeah. I was actually recently in New York for fashion week and I, my flight was canceled and I'm at the desk and they're like, it's canceled. And I literally said in like a split split second to myself in my head, I was like, you can freak out and be upset that you're not able to go home with your, to your family, or you can go outside, take a deep breath, rebook this flight, go see your dad and literally just know that there are reasons why you didn't get on this flight. And it's actually something I've been bringing into my life now every day. Like when something doesn't go my way, it's like, okay, thank you, God. Let's keep it moving. And I love that because you could have stayed there, fight, put up a fight, this and that. And then you want to just spend all that time doing that. Instead, you were like, okay, great. Now I get to spend time with my family. I'm going to go over here. Maybe have a really nice day. Maybe it's sunny out. You went for a drive. We went for lunch or whatever and had like a great time. Or you could have been there fighting. And it's like, we can only control what we can control. Obviously, we're all human and we might be there one day with the flight attendant being like, where's my flight? This and that. But it's those moments where you can remember. I always find that when I am able to, in that moment, channel that mindset of like, great, this was not meant to happen. Perfect. I'm going to come over here and do this thing instead. I always find there's something over there for me. Totally. There's like a gift waiting, usually. Waiting. And it's better. It usually is. Like I ended up spending time with my dad and he downloaded so much good information because we hadn't been able to like sit and connect, but him and I have these very deep intellectual conversations. And it was so nice for me because I needed it. I needed to remember like where my head's at. I needed to remember a few things that I had forgotten. I needed to remember. And it was like, he channeled a download that I really needed. And it felt like God was like, we're going to cancel this flight because you need to go and get something. So go, baby. Like It literally is the redirection. Yeah. It's like, we're just going to put you over here for the rest of the day. I love that. I remember a silly story of that. One of my flights were canceled. And I think it was we were going to Paris or LA. I don't remember which one. But my flight was canceled or delayed. And I was bummed. And then... I ended up getting a later flight that one of my friends was on that I hadn't seen in years. And I was so happy to like be on that flight with them. And it's always kind of working out for us. And it's not to say in the shitty moments when something doesn't work out, we just have to be like, great, my relationship just ended and I'm a mouse, but like, let me go see what the gift is over there. It's like what you said, it's the duality. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You've got a process too. Cause if you just take the hits and you pretend everything's fine, it's going to show up in the next relationship, in the next job, in the next opportunity, because you haven't allowed yourself to feel. And I think that, you know, men and women, we can sometimes get in this space where it's like, fuck it, I'm good, like, whatever, like, I'm tough. But staying in that place, you, You don't get to feel and process. You don't get to get better. You don't get to be human. You know, you're not a robot. You're allowed to feel. You're allowed to be sad. And then you get better. I remember one breakup. I mean, I was single for a very long time. And I just remember I could recognize the crescendo that was happening by the after something would happen or wouldn't work out, I'd get really pissed. I was like, I'm a bad bitch. Fuck this. This is not, you know, like just torch flame, you know, just yeah. like, yeah, I'm hot on this. And then all that anger, that frustration comes out first, yeah. not for everybody, but this was my crescendo. And I was like, fuck this, I'm hot. And then like a week or two later, I would be like, everything sucks. I suck. Yeah. It's me. 
I'm not good enough, you know? And I got to learn that the, I was like, oh, eventually over time, I was like, oh, this is the process. This is the process of feeling my feelings. And I used to be so afraid to go into that space of those feelings. And I learned so much about myself as I got older and became less afraid to go into those spaces. And that's where you really learn about yourself. I remember I struggled with depression for many, many years since I was younger. So anytime that something bad happened, I was afraid to go back to that. So I had a lot of resistance to being sad or feeling my feelings, but it's one of the best things that you can do for yourself for sure. Do you have any rituals that you do or any techniques that when you're feeling something, what do you do? Um, I was doing Bench & Co., up until <laughs> I did not ask her to say this. <laughs> up until August, and then my schedule just got really, really busy with work. But I'll be back. But what I love is like morning meditations, and I love like having my coffee. I love standing outside and hearing the birds. I love being with my cat. I love everything that just makes me feel feminine and soft and cozy and yummy. I like taking baths. I just like when everything feels juicy and good. So I try and create these little rituals that just feel good for my body, kind of open up my sensuality and like allow me to really feel whatever's going on in my heart. And if I feel like I have to cry, I just let it out. Like I, I literally feel like I'm in a place now where I've never been more balanced about my sexuality, my intellect, my creativity, my ideas, my intensity. That stuff for me now is how I channel and find my greatness. I was for so long just not allowing all that stuff to come out. And this last year has been so good, so juicy and and hard too at the same time, you know, like navigating things and and figuring stuff out and raising my kids and doing my work. And it's interesting um, when you become a single woman after you've been married for so long that, you know, you have to find yourself again. And I love who I am. And for the first time in my life, I'm just like, baby girl, you deserve the world and you can do it. And you're amazing. And no matter what roadblocks or hiccups come, the fact that I can love myself through these things, the fact that I am still emotional, my heart is open, my energy is high. I have this intense belief for myself, like I'm grateful, but it came through pain. So if you don't process the pain, it doesn't do much for you. You know, you've, you've, it's such an inspiration to see you. And I know, you know, you and I have talked one-on-one too. So just hearing your story, something that I'm sure that our guests will probably be wondering, this belief that you have in yourself, which seems like it is a, a solid belief that you've had for a long time. Is it something that you cultivated over time or is it you kind of just had this inside of you? Because I know a lot of people might not believe in themselves. And this is really inspiring to hear that even through a big change in your life, you still have that belief in yourself. So is it something that I think I see this a lot, especially in people who are athletes, because you create this mindset where you train yourself to believe in yourself? Or is this something that you think was instilled in you? Or is it something you practice every day? I think that number one, it's my parents. Now that sounds like, oh, they must be great parents. Yes. I have one good parent. I have one bad parent. And I think that 
what I have learned and taken from them is there's no resentment towards them. They've literally created me to be great. And what I decided to take from my experiences was the good of it all. Mm -hmm. Because both parents have so much good that that's what I choose to focus on. So however your life is, you can decide to be bitter and make everyone else the problem, or you can decide to take whatever was given to you and make it good for you. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to walk around and be like, I'm the shit, like, what's good? No, you are a reflection of your experiences. So if you can do the work to take the time to navigate through your life, all the goodness that makes you reflect on it, feel it, that's going to create self-worth because everything in life is happening for you to grow, to become, to navigate your life experience because we're this unique code of human. We're just us, whatever stardust, whatever, just in this body, us, our soul, our spirit. But you are this magic creature who literally has all these codes from the universe. I love that. All those codes. That only you can express. So if you look at your life, you look at your experiences, there's so much to do with it. You're so special. But this for me has been navigating. Okay, I feel this. Okay, I'm I'm doing this. Okay, how can I if I think I made a mistake, how can I like talk about it with someone? How do I how do I fix it or can you help me reflect on on maybe, you know, something I did and I I'm I'm actually not getting the cues I think we're miscommunicating or having the humility to realize that you don't know anything and you will never really know anything until you just start asking questions and trying and trying. You don't, you try on a, a person that you might love. Doesn't work out. Okay. You try on another person. Doesn't work out. Okay. Eventually you're going to try on enough people and you're going to be like, actually, look at this. I got it. That's amazing. You try on clothes. Oh, this dress doesn't fit me. Oh, this jacket doesn't fit me. Oh shoot. This dress looks good. You literally have to try on different hats, try on different things, feel different feelings in order to get that out of you. Go to therapy, go to Benshin, go to good Instagram accounts that aren't confusing because mm -hmm. I can't. There's so many. But mm -hmm. have things that you can look at every single day that remind you that you are worthy, remind you that you can literally do anything you put your mind to and remind you to like open up your heart, remind you to open up your, your spirit, your experiences, your, your adventures. Like this last summer for me, I went on so many adventures and I'm so proud of myself because I'm like the ultimate adventuress. Like, this is my jam. This is what I love. I want to run through the jungle. I want to take my kids to Mexico. I want to race cars. I, I want to do all these things. You know, my 21st birthday, I jumped out of a plane. Like, I've been this adventurous, but I couldn't pull it out until I made some changes in my life. And that course correct for my life really also brought out how I feel about myself now. You got to sometimes do the hard thing to get to the love that's inside of your body because it's waiting like it wants you and and that's also a reflection of your outside world your family's happy your, your work is better your life keeps having all these incredible opportunities because you're taking off old skin let it go let it go something that came up when you were talking about 
your relationship after so many years ending was you said you have to find yourself again as a, as a newly single woman. And just hearing you talk, I'm like, do you really find yourself again? Or were you just really always there? Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. kind of like this, all of us, when things start to fall away, it's almost just like we're peeling back just the things that were blocking us from ourselves almost. I think for me, finding myself was was really that. Just shedding old skin, mm-hmm. shedding old stories, shedding mm-hmm. the ideas that really don't amount to who I am now as a person. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's a better word to say you're shedding maybe baggage you were carrying that wasn't yours to be carrying. Mm-hmm. I was just reflecting on my own experience, you know, just going through a lot of loss and trauma in the last few years and just kind of loving the version that I am now. And that was always who she was underneath of always. trying not to fit into those boxes. Yeah. And I'm just like, she's really fucking fun. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I was just like, I can't believe that, you know, Anyways, it, I could go on about it and we're smiling right now. Yeah. You can't see on the camera, but it's just like, she's so fun and I love being her. I feel the same. Like, I am so fun. I'm so loving. I'm so sensual. I'm so like ready to take on the world, ready to to love people, ready to experience adventure, mm-hmm. ready to create the next best thing, ready to just be my full expression mm-hmm. because I'm here now. Mm-hmm. She's here. She shed the heavy weight and it doesn't mean anything gets easier. Mm-hmm. It just means now I have the tools to show up fully ready to rumble. Like, let's go, you know? So... There was something you said that reminded me of a story about asking people, reflecting this and that, like when you're going through things to help them course correct you. And I'm grateful that I've had a mentor for a very long time. And I remember I was dating a guy, this was like a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit longer at this point. And he kind of checked off a lot of boxes, you know, like successful, handsome, this, that, but there was something about him. I felt like he didn't accept me and my work and my spirituality, which is a huge part of that. And for a long time, I always felt like you can't have it all. I was like, I guess that they'll check this, this, this and that off. And like, maybe I just can't get everything where someone will accept me for this part because I didn't fully accept that part of myself yet. And I remember we were dating and I just started to feel really unfulfilled. And he started to play the avoidant game, you know, which started to trigger my stuff. And I don't know what happened, but I got to a point where I was just like, this isn't fun for me. Like, I remember being at his house and I was just like, this isn't fun for me. And I broke up with him. He was like in the shower. I was literally sipping a coffee and espresso in his kitchen and he's in the shower. I'm like, this isn't fun for me anymore. And he comes out of the shower and I was like, I'm done. Like, I was like, I just, this isn't going to work for me. Like, this doesn't feel great. And I don't want to do this anymore. And I left and I just walked out and I got in the Uber and I felt pretty sad because I was like, fuck, here we are again. You know, and I texted my mentor and I was like, I just broke up with this guy. You know, he knew the whole story. I was like, I just broke up with, you know, X, Y, Z. And he goes, good job. What did you learn about yourself? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I love having people that are like that in your life. They're not like, oh, and you need both. You need people that are going to hug you and love on you and bring you the chocolate and all that stuff and your girlfriends or your friends or whatever. But I also love having people in my life that are like, 
good job. What did you learn about yourself? And to sit there in that Uber right after it while it was fresh to be able to reflect back and say, I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel seen. And I was able to value and see myself enough to walk away from that. That's what I learned. And I'm great. And he was like, good job, you know? And it's so great to have people like this in our lives. And we all are great. It's really internal to come to that conclusion. It's really internal to decide what works for you, what doesn't work for you. It's internal, your outside experience. You know, you can either take your negative experiences and blame everyone else for them and give everyone a give everyone your power. Or you can say, you know what? I'm going to channel this energy. I'm going to work out. I'm going to do my job better. I'm going to go out with my friends. I'm going to go on adventures. I'm going to learn. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do things for me that feel good. And eventually I'm going to get to the place I want to be at. And life is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be heavy and sad and frustrating and, you know, in your ego and friggin' fighting over stuff that doesn't even matter. Like, Mm -hmm. I think you really got to get to a place where like you realize it's your obligation to figure out how to make your life what you want it. Yeah. And that remembering that story after hearing everything that you've talked about, it is that athlete's mind. Cause I just, I was thinking just as we were just talking that imagine if I stayed in that, which I've done before many times and imagine I stayed in that and just it's like you can either change or the universe is going to change you. It's like you either change or the universe is going to do it. That's and right. the universe might have done something where like he would have ended it with me and then I would have gotten to feed into that story of I'm not good enough. But it was that moment of walking away, having that moment of reflection of like, I actually wasn't getting what I want and need. And it's those hard moments like you've shared this entire time. It's like putting yourself through those hard moments is where you get that self-confidence, that energy, and like that self-trust. And I loved what you said in the beginning of the podcast about literally going through those moments, putting on your athlete's mind, channeling the athlete, even if you've, you're not an athlete like me, you know. You can still have an athlete's mind. I mean, a hundred percent. For me, it was running those laps and laps to get my body stronger and having more endurance. That has translated into the creative work I do putting in the hours, taking the photos, learning what I like, working with photographers, failing miserably, having to reshoot things several times, but going through these like negative things, it's made me great. And I'm only getting better because I'm deciding that I'm only going to get better. Mm -hmm. There was a a video on Instagram I just watched where I get all my news from. And it was uh, an old video with Kobe. And he basically was saying that, yeah, he was basically saying like, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. If you win, great, fantastic. You still got to get up the next day and do it all over again. If you lose, great. What did you learn? You still got to get up the next day and do it all over again. And I just love that because it's like, celebrate your wins, acknowledge your losses, learn and grow from it. And I love what you said, like endurance, strength, all these things, they're built on us. So I love the reference of you using your the track and running, it has built your endurance for your life. And a lot of us sometimes can feel like, well, I don't know how to just do it this way. And it's like channel everything you've done or have done in the past, you know? And what you've been through. 
You know, you, mm-hmm. you can make a sob story of your life or you can make a champion story of your life. You can be the underdog or you could be boohoo's me. Mm-hmm. So choose what you want because you are literally a beast of mm. greatness if you want to be. <laughs> Bring out the beast. Last question so we can wrap it up. What does success mean to you? I know that's a big question to end with, but if you could leave our listeners with what is your definition of success? My definition of success is when you feel free, you feel light, and you feel excited about what the day will bring you. Success doesn't always have to be Mm. about money. Success doesn't always have to be about Mm. another person. Success doesn't always have to be about what you look like Mm -hmm. to other people. Success is a peace of mind. I love that. Thank you so much, Thailand. This was a reservoir of juicy gems and i know that our listeners and your listeners are going to love this episode so thank you so much for your time and can't wait for this one to go live thank you so much for having me love you so much of course bye we'll talk to you soon If you like this episode, share it with someone else who you think would love it too. And if you want to explore the topics we discuss even further, head over to Benshin.co to check out our current courses, workshops, and upcoming events. And I'll be back next time to discuss more things that I'm so honestly into on Benshin Talks Shit. Mm